Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. where I tell you you have absolutely no case. If you're injured and need a lawyer, go to handleonthelaw.com. And if you're a lawyer and want to join our team, because people desperately need your help, go to handleonthelaw.com and click on the Join Today tab at the top of the page. The following is a pre-recorded program. Uh, Here's a case that actually probably is a case, at least uh, to a limited extent. Uh, A man and a woman... Uh, we're having a romantic relationship, and they've actually reached a settlement with Lowe's uh, Hollywood Hotel, which is, uh, what, just a couple of miles from here. And here's what the allegation was, uh, that they had their intimate experience on the 15th floor of the hotel and were being observed by a window washer, smiling and grinning, I might add, as he was looking in. They'd been together for eight years. They booked a room at the hotel. And um, because, and this is a quote right from the lawsuit, because of the four-star rating of Lowe's, it's still a reputation for privacy and several hundred dollar per night rate. The plaintiffs expected uh, to enjoy a sojourn of romance and deep connection in their private room. Free from intrusion, safe and secure from the outside world. That's a quote. So they began their little stupfest with the drapes open to, quote, enjoy the daylight and had no reason to expect any wood would intrude upon this intensely private interlude, the complaint states. But after several minutes, the man noted there was a window washer and he noticed this out of the corner of his eye and he was positioned right outside the 15th floor window, looking in, matter of fact, staring in at the couple with obvious prurient pleasure. The platform, the window washing platform, was not moving at all. The support cables were not moving, and that suggested that it had been in place for a a lengthy period of time. And when the window washer realized that he was discovered staring and grinning, he began to raise the platform, uh, and uh, the plaintiff said he never appeared to be washing the window at all, He was just focusing on them. And, of course, here's the fun part, right? They both experienced anxiety and post-traumatic stress disorder. Since then, they no longer feel comfortable being intimate, even with the blinds closed. 
Their romantic relationship has essentially been extinguished, and they have since ended their relationship entirely. And uh, the lawyers for the hotel said that these two threw caution to the wind and left their blinds open, exposing themselves with the world or to the world. And uh, if I'm on a jury, what I'm going to do is give them some money because that is an invasion of privacy. There's no question at all. And there was an expectation of privacy so that a window washer that was hired by the hotel wouldn't be staring at them. Uh, but And what does he do, incidentally? I guess what he does is get the hell out of there. Uh, if he is staring at them while they're doing their thing or if he sees them, I guess you go up, you go down, and you get the hell out of Dodge. But he just is enjoying himself staring. But come on. Uh, in terms of uh, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, no longer comfortable being intimate, even with the blinds closed, we'll never be able to have sex again. I'll never be able to have sex again. If I ever see a window or a window washing platform, I'm going to flip out. I mean, that's typical when you're talking about emotional uh, distress, emotional infliction, or uh, negligent infliction. Well, actually, in this case, is purposeful infliction of emotional distress. Anyway, they settled up. We don't know what uh, the numbers were, but that's typical. Whenever there's a settlement, uh, everybody signs an NDA, non-disclosure agreement, and goes home, and the plaintiffs go home with some money. All right, let's take some uh, phone calls. Uh, uh, here's Tom. You've been waiting for a while, Tom. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey, good morning, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. <clears throat> yes. I rented an indoor storage locker. And about a month after I rented that locker, we got a rain in Southern California, if you can believe that. Um, but it flooded my locker. I brought it to the attention of the tech working at the time or the customer service agent. She took some pictures, said she'd notify the owner. Haven't heard anything. I called back and they said, well, did you have insurance? And I said, well, I shouldn't have to have insurance for your building. Your building leaked. And they said, well, we're not liable because you have to buy insurance. We're not liable for anything inside. <clears throat> I would, okay. I would think, though, I would think that they would have to have a sound building structure that I could count on in the event of a rain. Yeah, that makes sense. Would they not be liable? Uh, well, it's not just, yes, they're liable. No, they're not liable. In the original contract that you wrote, uh, did it say part of uh, your contract with us is you need to ensure the contents? Does it say that well, right on the document? The option to. You have the option? You have the option to. Oh, yeah. They're liable. They're responsible, Tom. Okay. You haven't done anything. 100% responsible. Yeah. Oh, no. You you haven't. Yeah. At first, it was just boxes, and it was no big deal. But as I started pulling stuff out, then, you know, some of my mom's stuff was damaged. All right. Now, have you uh, photographed everything? I'm photographing the damages as I remove it. Yeah. Then that's what you want to do. Make sure you have the photograph as you remove it, the box in the storage locker, uh, they, if you can, uh, reopen the box in the storage right. locker. I mean, you want to get right. as much evidence as possible because uh, they're going to say, oh, you took that out. It was fine when you took it out. Oh, the damage occurred later on. Uh, the damage was already there. So, uh, they could come up right. with a lot of defenses. And then the issue becomes valuation. Right. Yeah. You know, that's, that's something that I'll try real hard to be fair about. That, you know, well, it's not a, no, 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 it's not a question of so hard to be fair. Forget about fair, Tom. Oh, no, you don't want to be fair. You want to get what you get because <laughs> you're going to get less than what it's worth. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Fair is not the operative word here. And some of the stuff you're going to have to get appraised. 
uh, after the fact, and uh, someone comes in and says, this is a uh, $2,000 chair. It's an antique chair. Uh, there, If you don't have that, they're going to say, it's a chair. And uh, a chair is right. uh, this quality, a chair. Okay, it's a hundred and a quarter to uh, repair right. or replace. So the problem you're going to have is uh, what was in there, which is easy to prove with photos, and the valuation. Right. And uh, but and you have them. On the dollar amount, I just just go to small claims court, right? Yes. Well, it could be more than that. Uh, and right, it, based it, on it, the evaluation. Right, based, and then you, and then they can't defend. I mean, they can't say uh, we said you should have had insurance, and then you pull out it and it says I have the option of having insurance. Right. So okay, I, perfect. I think Thank you very I, much for your time. I, you got. It. I think you're going to be okay on that. Uh, now, if it says you must have insurance, does that waive their liability? I don't know. Even then, I think they would have uh, some issues. This is Handle on the Law. If you're injured and need a lawyer, go to HandleOnTheLaw.com. KFI AM 640. You can turn it around. Turn it around. There's nobody blocking your way. Taking it down. And if you think that you're lost, you can follow the bridges you've crossed. And then you'll be failed. And uh, good morning, Bill Handel here. It is a uh, Saturday morning. Uh, back we go. More Handel on uh, the law, marginal legal advice. Uh, Steve. Hello, Steve. What can uh, I do for morning, you? Good morning, Bill. Yes. Great. Um, I, I'd like to know how do I close a trust? Okay, a couple ways of doing that. Uh, well, the important thing is... Uh, Anything in the trust has to be transferred out. Uh, because oh, if, you, uh, if you close a trust that's still alive with assets in it, uh, it's, uh, it doesn't exist anymore, and that simply becomes part of the estate of which there is no will. Because it was previously oh. in a trust. What do you have in the trust, Steve? Well, the only thing that's uh, in there now is uh, money, just one bank account, because... Uh, it's my mother's uh, trust, and she was in a home care for years, and, you know, we sold everything off. And, All right. So how much money is in the trust, Steve? How much money is in that 100, account? 150000 Okay. And who is the beneficiary of the trust? Uh, there's four children. And who is the trustee? Uh, I am. All right. Easiest way of uh, dealing with the trust, and I'm assuming the the money is now to be paid out or can be paid out, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the easiest thing is just to write a check to everybody, and then you have zero left in the trust. <laughs> that, that, you okay. make it sound so easy. It is. And, uh, and you just look on the Internet how to formally close the trust. No, Either you close a trust and you transfer out, or you transfer out and close it, or you do it simultaneously. Uh, but that's uh, real easy peasy to do. Uh, you go on the internet and then there's your search word, just ask, how do I close a trust? And the important thing is, the closing is easy. The important thing is distributing the money uh, pursuant to the terms of the trust. Okay. So, yeah, uh, just just go on the internet and find out how you do it, and uh, just make sure you distribute the money correctly. Because if you don't, I guarantee you, one of the beneficiaries 
is uh, going to come back and go, oh, no, no, you did it wrong. I want the money. Eh, it works. Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hey, Bill. So I made a, a pre-order purchase for an item that never never was delivered. The company ended up folding. They went bankrupt, chaptered, uh, uh, filed Chapter 7 and 11, um, and I never got the item. And I'm one of many people that this happened to. It was about $500. Uh, I purchased the item through a credit card uh, or using a credit card, and the credit card company refuses to refund me, saying because it's been more than 60 days that they uh, did not deliver the item. So is, do I have any legal legal rights against the credit company? Maybe, or is there maybe, but, if, okay. uh, but uh, here, here's the problem, Jonathan. Uh, if the terms of the credit card are that uh, you have to make a claim within 30 days of uh, the denial of service or uh, the product not being delivered, uh, then there are, and that was it. You signed to that. They're going to ask you, what part of uh, 30 days are we having a hard time understanding? Yeah, well, and, then that's exactly it. But maybe you can sue, wait a minute, but then maybe you can sue the credit card company. You can say, uh, because I was still waiting, because they say they were de- they, they were delivering it, they were delayed, uh, and you should get your money. Find out if, if this happened to a whole bunch of people. Do a little research and uh, find out if um, someone else is sued. Uh, because suing a okay. credit card company for $500 is, eh, I don't know. You know, it's is that worth it or not? I mean, they're going to not just roll over. I mean, I'm assuming it's one of the big credit card companies, and they just don't smile and write you checks usually. Uh, what did you buy for $500, right. by the way? It was a, a film collectible. Oh, um, okay. film for what? A, what film yeah. collectible? Uh, Jurassic Park. It's the night vision goggles from the film. You know, that was a horrible film. You know that, don't you? Oh, come on. It was great. I mean, it was, just, it was really god-awful, you know? Uh, and the real issue here, you know, the, the real legal issue here is why would you spend $500 for a collectible for uh, from Jurassic Park? Uh, because it's one of a kind. It's never been uh, recreated by fans or by professional uh, companies. And, uh, I mean, people who I'm in groups with, we've been waiting for something like this for years. Um, and this company promised to deliver, and they All failed. Right. So, so you, the bottom line is you're a savant, and you guys sit around. I'll, I'll bet you, how old are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm 38. And I'll bet you've never had sex, have you, in your entire <laughs> life? Marcus! Hi, Bill. How you Hi, doing? Marcus. I've had sex before, I promise you. Uh, yes, go ahead. Uh, okay, sir. Uh, I hope you can hear me because I turned oh, you know off what, Marcus, my Marcus, Marcus, I mean, let me do this. Hold on, Marcus, me, Marcus. Uh, I'm going to stick you on hold uh, because I've uh, we have to take a break, and I'll I'll come back and grab you as first uh, at at first when we come back. This is handle on the law. A Saturday morning. This is Handle on the Law. 
marginal legal advice. Hello, Evelyn. Yes. Yes, ma'am. What can I do for you? I have a question about my if I have a legal recourse because um, because um, I lost my privacy and my sense of security because the manager of this apartment building in Riverside keep ignoring my complaint about about the the things are stolen in my apartment. The first stolen was over two thousand dollars. Ooh! Because I have, I have beautiful things, and they think I'm rich. Maybe because when I well, came not there, anymore. Not anymore. Yes, but they think I have money somewhere in and my. And so bucket. they keep on breaking. Hold on, whoever breaks in keeps on breaking in, Evelyn. They are not. They are not breaking, sir. Um, they have a key because they are the apartment manager and the oh, maintenance. Oh, so wait a minute. So you're saying the apartment manager is uh, literally opening the door and stealing your items? No, I think, I think they. You see, the maintenance and everything. They have the right to to take the the key to the apartment. You see. Who does the maintenance the on manager, the apartment? Hang on, maintenance on your apartment. How often are they in maintaining it? Well, this is a senior apartment. Okay, got it. All right, I can see that now. And you think management is either doing it or one of the maintenance people are doing it? And I can see I, the problem. So what's your question, Evelyn? I have a feeling why they hate me. Well, me too. Do and I? It didn't ta- and it didn't take me very long. Yes, but they probably don't want me here. All right, maybe. But the, yeah, I talked to the to the woman in the front desk, said they want me here, but she does not know what's going okay. on. Okay, but, Evelyn, so what, what can I do for you? What's your question? What is my constitution? Forget about constitutional rights. No, no, it's, this has nothing to do with constitutional rights, Evelyn. It just has what to do... That? I'm sorry? What is that constitutional right? I uh, it, it, it's, it not, it's not a constitutional law issue. It's a straight issue of uh, uh, you're entitled to live in your place without someone breaking in. I mean, theoretically, it's constitutional, but it's not a federal case, as they say. Uh, have you called the police? I called the sheriffs 12 times, and I stopped calling them because they don't do anything. All right. Well, I, at I this need... point, yeah, I mean, you're really stuck between a rock and a hard place because moving from a senior center to another center... Uh, is really difficult. Uh, you can't just change the locks without management knowing uh, about going on. Uh, the only good news about uh, them that, about uh, your stuff being stolen is it doesn't look like you, you have anything left to steal. So I have gonna, a lot. Sir. You still do. Where are I you keeping this? More. Then why don't you, you? First thing you want to do is take it all to a safe deposit box. That's the first thing. Get it out of the apartment. That will be too big. What do you have? I have a safe, I have the safe deposit, Bank of America, all my expensive jewelry. Is in the is in the, is is in the the safe deposit box, right? That's yes, already sir. all right. So that can't be stolen. I know that. So what's left? What's sense, left that can be stolen? 
Oh, my dresses, my designer dresses. My they're going to they're, they're going to take your designer dresses, and the police won't do well, anything. And the keys. I got to tell you, Evelyn, I don't know what to do with that. It's just one of those. I just don't have the answer. I really don't. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, better you than me kind of thing. That's what it is. Al. Hello, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. How are you? Sure. Doing? What can I do for you? Hey, my neighbor did some renovations on their home. It's actually a rental property. Um, and in the renovation, they added an outdoor security camera. And it's on the back corner of their house. And it's one of those 360-degree cameras. So I really can't tell where it's facing, but I can definitely... It definitely points into my window of my kitchen, into my living room. I wanted to find out if there's any recourse for that. As the crow flies, it's about eight feet from my kitchen. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. If it's if it's on his property, it really doesn't matter how close it is. And uh, the quick answer is, yeah, uh, he has the right to do that. Uh, what can you do? Um, there is... Um, uh, there's a legal concept that just come that has just come up uh, that the courts have uh, ruled on in just those cases, and it's called um, uh, the uh, legal uh, window shade concept of law. All right, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but uh, that may seem to work. Uh, the other thing is to put a nice bright light. So any camera zipping along, uh, you've just blown out the video tube. Not that they have video tubes anymore. Uh, but the other answer is um, just, you know, he's he's allowed to do that. And and when you go into the kitchen, put your pants on. Uh, that's all. And don't throw your wife up on the sink and, uh, you know, do what uh, you've seen in the movies. Not that everybody does that, but... Uh, the bottom line is, um, yeah, yeah, he's about, he, he can do that. They can look into your window from the outside from their property. Uh, now, you can argue it's stalking. Uh, you can argue it's interference. Police won't do anything. And, it, and literally, it might take going to a, an attorney and trying to get some kind of a restraining order. But that's uh, those are not easy to get. Colleen! I work for a law firm, and we took over a personal injury case from another law firm where the attorney passed away. Um, we did do a couple appearances on, on the case prior to the attorney passing away, so I guess they felt that we were the best option to take over this file. So we took over the file. Uh, no lien was asserted from that law firm. Um, they had the case for three years, and the demand was ready to be popped uh, almost immediately. And so... We found out what the policy was. We did a policy limit demand. We got it. Um, and now that law firm is coming back saying that they're entitled to the money. I mean, all of the money? Had, yeah, because they had the case for three years and we only had it for a month. Well, but that doesn't really matter. I mean, that doesn't, that, first of all, the fact they had it for three years doesn't matter. Let's look at the amount of time spent. Uh, because if the, if, Let's say you're asking for a continuance, right? Something comes up, you go in front of the court, and uh, the other side asks for a continuance, and the judge continues it for four months, and there's nothing to do. Well, you can't argue that you've had that case for four months, uh, longer than you did. It's a question of how much work went into it. If they have done 80% of the work, 
you have done 20% of the work. Doesn't it make sense for that first attorney to get 80% of uh, the legal fees? Uh, usually no. what hap- whether or not liens have been asserted, if a lien's asserted, man, there is no issue. You're in, uh, you're in negotiations instantly. Uh, right. So right. Uh, are you fighting with that uh, first firm? Well, well, um, yeah, yeah, we probably are in that um, when they said that they're entitled to all the money, um, we then asked them to send over a lien. They sent over a lien for $2,300. Well, fine, we're fine with, with that lien. But then when they found out how much the... the right. All right, let me for, make suggestion. Now, you can, what you can do is not pay them. Uh, and uh, certainly... Uh, once they made that demand, I think uh, the, uh, the, the whatever the demand is has to be held in trust until a dispute yeah. uh, is resolved. That's for starters, because if you right. just take the money and keep it, uh, you're going to have a very interesting conversation with the state bar. And sure. uh, there are res- there are bar resolution. Uh, I know L.A. County has one when there is dispute between attorney and attorney. You just go in there and you argue it and it's binding. I mean, that's going to be a lot cheaper right, than right. lawsuits that are going to be filed. Uh, but right. Let me. Ask, but let me ask. Bill, let me ask you this: How can they act as a law firm when the attorneys passed away? There's no attorney. It's just for the work the they did. No, no, it's just the work they did as legal work, and that's it. This is okay. Handle on the Law. If you're injured and need a lawyer, go to handleonthelaw.com. KFI AM six forty. More stimulating talk. here uh more handle on the law uh will hello will welcome yeah it's uh, a question about um changing age and name if you have uh if you're not sure where you're born and all yeah that. Uh, but let's start with your name will uh why would you think that's not a good name seems to be one of the better names yeah. out there uh being a william you want to change your age yeah and why would you want to change your age well i'm not sure uh if uh, i was born as his dad he's real old and i'm not sure that's my dad and all that wow name change not sure it's your dad how long have you been in therapy Therapy. Yeah, therapy. Uh, I'd be there. That's 40 years for me, just that alone. Yeah, just that Uh, alone. Okay, but let me ask. uh, Right now, uh, there is a birth certificate, correct? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Okay, and uh, how old are you uh, on the birth certificate? Uh, 59. Okay, how old do you think you are? I'm about 35. You're about 35, your age is 59, you sound like you're about 85. 
so, yeah, you've got some interesting things. Yeah, you're allowed to change your name. That's an easy one. The courts let you do that, except if you're doing it for fraudulent purposes. If you're trying to get away from creditors or in any kind of a fraud, they're not going to let you change your name. Other than that, you can change your name to any any name you want. You can be Adolf Hitler if you want on a name change. They'll give it to you. Age a little bit more difficult uh, because uh, you have to prove that it was a mistake, uh, that you're really not 54, you're really 38, uh, and you walk in and the judge is going to look at uh, your petition and go, Will, come on. Really? Well, so... No, I don't have any advice. No, it's uh, no. No, I don't even know what the hell to do with that. Uh, Deborah. Hi, Deborah, Bill. welcome Thanks to Handle on the Law. Hello, Deborah. Thank- yes, I'm here. Can you yes, hear me? I can. Okay, good. Um, thank you for taking my call. Um, my dad is 92 years old and was married to my mom for 52 years. My mom passed away in 2004, and he remarried in 2005. He had his trust rewritten, leaving the house and his assets to my brother and I. My dad is now in hospice, and his wife is saying that she's going to stay in the house until she dies, and she's getting a lawyer to make sure that she can. Is that possible? Oh, sure, it's possible for her to get a lawyer. But upon his death, the property changes to you, correct? You and your brother now own the house upon his death. Correct. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, but let me tell you, uh, that lawyer and you are going to be on the uh, lawyer and uh, the ex uh, is are going to be on the sidewalk saying, gee, we really want to move into the house. No, the house belongs to you and your brother and you are entitled to toss her out uh, whenever you want, as long as the trust stays the same. Now, if the trust has been changed, uh, then a couple of things happen. If the trust has been changed and uh, it indicates that she is able to stay in the house until she dies, uh, that's called a remainder man. Uh, that goes way back in common law. I mean, we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of years. Then she could stay in the property until she dies. But if that's not the case... Uh, then uh, it's just it just belongs to you and your brother, and that's it. And even oh, if he, okay. and he go ahead, I got one more point. And even if uh, he did change it, where she now gets the house, you contest it because that's under duress. Uh, Dad's ninety two; he's out of his mind. He's in hospice, undue duress. Okay, one last question before uh, we bail out of here. What's your question? Okay, hon. So if she refuses to leave, then I just go through the eviction process. Yeah, yeah, it's that simple. Okay. Okay, that's okay, easy. Unfortunately, uh, because of COVID, uh, that's another entire issue. But those are the legal issues. Hey, we're out of time. This is Handle on the Law. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. 
But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.